episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, to help heal the divide, to treat each other and ourselves with respect. But with so many tools out there from meditation to physical training, proper nutrition, therapy, and so many others, we all need a little help navigating all the options. Join us as we share in-depth information, insights, and thought-provoking discussions that will help answer your questions about how to stay calm, cool, and connected during these times. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected, your guidebook to peace of mind. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Fedrick. According to the mayoclinic.org, a migraine is a headache that can cause severe throbbing, pain, pulsing sensation, usually on one side of the head. And it's often accompanied by nausea, vomiting, extreme sensitivity to light and sound. And migraines not only impact people physically, but actually take quite a toll on their mental health as well. Joining us today is Beth Morton, a freelance researcher, a patient advocate, and the host of Migraine Chat Community. Beth is here to talk with us about her own personal experiences with migraines, as well as the impact on mental health. Hi, Beth. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. So before we jump in, tell us a little bit about yourself. So as a freelance researcher and um, a patient advocate, tell us about what what does that mean and what do you do on your day-to-day? Yeah, so, you know, before I would say migraine became a disabling chronic condition in my life, I was doing research in the K-12 education community. And then, you know, like you said, you named up a bunch of the, the ways migraine can impact one's life. And for me, it became a disabling condition. And so I now have transitioned some of my research skills to working with in the migraine community, kind of put together the two, the two things. I work with a couple of nonprofits. I do on my good days, I do some research with them. I'll do some some advocacy on the side and have some side projects where I I try to cultivate some communities on social media for people like myself who are living with migraine and trying to navigate what that means in their life. Either they have a diagnosis or they're seeking out a diagnosis. So that's where the sort of migraine chat comes in. Okay, sure. Which I'm sure is very debilitating and really gets in the way. It impedes upon your daily functioning in a lot of ways. Can you describe for our audience, like what what is a migraine? So for somebody who hasn't experienced, I mean, we all know it from this general sense, right? But for right. people who don't experience migraines, how would you best give a description around that? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think what you described in the intro is, it, it's interesting. And because there is this, I guess I'll start with what, what migraine isn't. And it, 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 it can be packaged with the word headache, but it isn't just a headache. So headache is one of the common symptoms, but migraine is really a, a full system neurological condition. So, and even though it's a neurological condition, it can affect the entire body. So it can be, it can be headache and it can be one-sided. It doesn't have to be one-sided and you don't have to have headache 
and you can have nausea and light sensitivity and it can affect your other senses, but it can affect sort of, you know, you may notice me having trouble word finding throughout this interview. So it can affect brain fog and memory and, and word finding and concentration. It can affect your GI system. It can affect, it can, it can come with fatigue and I know whole sort of a whole host of things. And so that's sure. why people just sort of don't understand it's truly disabling you get a headache and you can kind of keep going uh, a migraine is truly like you said disabling it really stops you in your tracks and how have you seen that impact your mental health so when with something that is you know truly impacting your day-to-day -day, tell us how that has influenced mental health symptoms as well Right. So I'm, I am not a mental health pro professional, but I will say I've done, I did a little bit of background uh, research and in, in prep for the, for talking with you. And, and, and I knew this, but I didn't know the statistics. People with migraine are, it's very common to have depression and anxiety as comorbidities. The, the statistics are quite high. I mean, it's, a, it's around 50% for both plus or minus, and it depends on what research you look at. So I, you know, the numbers are out there and I won't misquote them because it depends sort of on, on the, the, the research and uh, right. But personally, what that means for me is, you know, anxiety, I, I get a migraine attack and I get anxious. I, I worry about what did I do? And I know internally that uh, migraine's not my fault. The attack is not my fault, but I still, there's still that um, little bit of worry of how am I going to treat it? What am I going to do? Is it going to go away? You know, all those sort of an anxious thoughts and that just snowballs. It's a, it's a it's bi-directional, it's a cycle. And then the depression for me is, is more like when I have a flare, the depression tends to set in. So if I'm, if my symptoms tend to get to a period of worsening, uh, depression can set in. If I'm in a better period, my depression might not be so bad. And so I don't think that's a common for someone. I, I tend to be on the further end. Of, so migraine is also a spectrum disease. I should have also mentioned that, you know, some people have very few attacks. I tend to be the end of the spectrum where I'm having attacks almost every day. So wow. for someone like me, you know, the research, research also shows that mental health is more, is even more affected. And for some uh, chronic migraine, we can be more affected. So that's another consideration. Absolutely. And that the anxiety piece, of course, when you are so aware of how it impacts your daily functioning and how it prevents you from doing a lot of things that you want to do. And so, of course, that anxiety is going to be tied to that is, you know, if you sense that coming on to the anxiety, the panic is going to increase, which I'm sure just exacerbates the symptoms of the migraine and all of the physical ailments of that. So do you see a correlation between that of when you start to sense that and maybe your mood states are impacted and then those kind of being correlated? I do. I do. I think it's important for, for people with migraine to also, and their doctors, to recognize that they are still two different things and they should be sort of treated as two different things. It, um, it, is, it is that sort of mantra we have, you know, it is, it's, it's not just in your head. Migraine is a real thing and anxiety is a real thing, but they, they are, they can go hand in hand. So, and that is a lot of where the, the mindfulness practices, you know, recognizing, you know, what's going on in your body and trying to you know, just sort of calm yourself and have some of those, those practices too. Not all of the treatments for migraine are, are pharmacological, I guess, you know, my sure. actual kid is vast. I have a lot of, I have, I have, 
many treatments that I call on when I get for migraine, preventively and acutely. What are a couple of tips that you might give to our listeners who maybe struggle with migraines? So you mentioned mindfulness, things along those lines of maybe coping skills or ways that they can more effectively manage the impact of the symptoms. I mean, number one is if you have access to a headache specialist, they are the best trained to to really look at the full package of treatments with you. So the, the, the sort of medical medication side, as well as the lifestyle treatment side, that really is sort of a treatment pie and, and figuring out the whole package there, are the headache, headache specialists often have connections to, to mental health specialists and, and in, in the headache community, the migraine community, there are, there's a lot of discussion of the lifestyle modifications that you, know, you can make to your sleep schedule and stress management and diet and exercise um, and all of those things can really help in conjunction with, with medication. And they just sort of, they're additive. And I, I think they, they all play a part and, and some can be more effective for some people than, than others. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for the information. Where can our uh, viewers find you? And even when you talk about the Migraine Chat community, where can they find that and, and get linked up with you? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter. That's primarily where Migraine Chat lives. It's uh, it's a monthly chat and a community uh, where people kind of come together and ask questions. My handle is at Beth underscore Wharton. I'm on Instagram. I have a blog, but that's usually the best way to connect with me and, and connect with others. It's a, it's small, but it's a, it's a growing community of people with migraine who kind of come together and support each other. Great. Well, thank you so much for the information, Beth. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram, and also make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining us on this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected.